Good morning, my friends. I would like to welcome you all to today's meditation on the Word of God. My name is Nimron Bai from Koinonia Ministries. And our topic for discussion this morning tries to address current issues, the situation that we are all facing, the question of broken hearts. Is there a solution? The topic is therefore, pick up the broken pieces and bring them to the Lord. The words of this message are actually borrowed from an old favorite gospel song, which has just about the same words. And our reading is going to be Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Let us pray. Our loving Savior, we live in a world that is corrupted by sin, we live in a fallen world that is full of so much grief and so much sorrow. We thank you, Lord, that you came down from heaven and by your death and resurrection, all our diseases have been healed. We have a hope and a future in you. Speak to us this morning and help us to listen. You have the solution for all our needs. You alone can satisfy. And we thank you and bless you in the very name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen. Let me now read from the scripture, from the word of God. Once again, it's Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Uh, this is what it says. And Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit to Galilee. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled a scroll and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed to, uh, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Are you poor? Are you in need? Are you hungry and thirsty for something that is deep down in your system 
that you don't understand, that you cannot define, that you desperately, desperately need. Let them suggest that this is the love of Jesus, his grace, his touch, his compassion. Welcome as we see how Jesus dealt with the people of his time who were in a condition such as we are in right now. Now, um, let me start by saying this. There's a character in children's rhyme and cartoons that you probably have encountered, one Humpty Dumpty. He is the one who sat on a wall and he fell down and he broke up into pieces. So broken was Humpty Dumpty that not, all, not even all the king's horses not even all the king's men could put Humpty Dumpty together again. Our very simple message this morning is that Jesus Christ is able to put all the broken pieces of our lives back together again. Jesus himself was broken and tortured and disfigured beyond our imagination. He was crucified on a cross. Nails were driven into his body. He was thoroughly whipped. Then he died and was buried and was in the grave three days. Then he rose again and now he lives forevermore. Before his very own death, Jesus had raised no fewer than three people back to life. On the great and glorious day of resurrection from the dead at Christ's coming, the promise of those who believe in him is that they will be resurrected first and they will live, live with him in his glory forever and forever. Our argument is therefore that Jesus is not only able but is willing to put us back together. Whatever is wrong, he is able and willing to put right. He can piece us back into form bit by bit until we are fully restored. It is true, my friends, that Jesus came to save sinners from sin. But yet, his salvation is not limited to salvation of the soul alone. Jesus Christ addresses his salvation to the whole person so that he restores our bodies, broken bodies, our broken spirits, and our, our broken uh, emotions. He saves body, soul, and, and spirit as well. Jesus makes today this great invitation to all who are in need of him, those who are broken in one way or another. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Do not hesitate. Come to Jesus. He is waiting with open hands. Whoever you are, 
wherever you are. Now the Bible is also called the good news. But it is particularly good news to the poor. And I just want us to ask ourselves this morning, who are the poor? Certainly, biblically speaking, the poor are not just those who lack money or wealth or the means, you know, of this life. I mean, the goods of this life. In the text we have read, Jesus had come from his temptation and he came to begin his public ministry. And according to Luke, he began his public ministry in his own town. Now, when you go through the Gospels, we cannot help but notice that the, the area in which Jesus was raised and the area where he spent time ministering was uh, populated by really poor people. And their poverty was not just lacking means. It was just like, like, like material poverty. But they were miserable. He himself said they were loitering about, looking hopeless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. The poor, according to the scriptures then, are people who are in need of everything. Who is life? Lives are totally broken. They are desperate and hopeless. And yet there's no one to help them. Jesus, as he walked about, was followed by a multitude of crowds. And in those crowds, there were people who had leprosy. There were people who were called tax collectors. They excluded from society. The blind, the crippled, and people with all manner of um, demonic oppression. The oppressed, the marginalized. We have spoken about this before, but we can't limit our consideration of this subject because we live in a world where uh, the majority who live in our country and many of our countries are said to live below the poverty line. They can hardly feed themselves. When they are sick, they can't go to hospital. They cannot pay rent. And things have been made worse by the coronavirus. But let us not blame the coronavirus on everything. On all our sorrows and griefs, because these things existed even in coronavirus. I have said this before, and I'll keep on saying it. What is wrong is the socio-economic management. Uh, the order of things such that such few people own just about everything and the majority own almost nothing. There are too many poor people, too many hungry people, too many sick people around us. And there are just a few people who seem to own everything, to have the best of everything. And Jesus addressed himself to this, to this situation as well. Not just the soul. He cannot possibly save our souls and leave us starving to death. It won't help. 
So he comes and, and declares himself to be one who is coming to preach the gospel to the poor. These poor people, these marginalized people, these oppressed and exploited people. And Luke has given us quite a few uh, cases, uh, which we shall, we shall just look a little bit uh, today. And then next, next Sunday, God permitting, we shall look at uh, some very specific uh, individuals that Jesus talked to. Jesus declared also the year of the Lord's favor. According to the book of Leviticus, this was the year of Jubilee, when all the debts were forgiven, whether they had been paid or not. All outstanding debts and loans were forgiven. And any land that was held as security for a loan was restored back to its owner. The year of Jubilee is when all slaves were set free. And, and, things, and, and so that uh, you know, nobody was left uh, homeless, nobody was rendered as quarter, and the poor were taken care of. Jesus, therefore, is declaring freedom from bondage, from enslavement, from oppression. He is declaring the year that the Lord has come to save his people. That means you and I. My friend, do you have a need? Are you in any kind of oppression or bondage? Are you a slave to any kind of attitude or pastime? Jesus has come to set us free from every form of bondage, any kind of enslavement. Come and receive his pardon. He will set you free. Now, Let, let's, as I said, let me, let me look now at, 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 um, at, at the kind of crowds that followed Jesus and the kind of situation that he, he, he encountered. At the synagogue in Capernaum, there was a man who had a demon and Jesus cast out the demon. And so you can see, my friends, that uh, it is not just freedom from hunger. It is freedom from oppression by demonic forces. Then he went to Peter's house and his mother was sick with a fever and Jesus healed her immediately. Later on in the day, he healed multitudes of people who were oppressed by demons. He healed all manner of diseases. He healed also a man who had leprosy. And then there was this, there's this famous man uh, who was bedridden and, and, and he couldn't access to where Jesus was sitting. And those who carried him, you know, removed a part of the roof and lowered him to the ground. And Jesus said something which um, caused a bit of controversy. He said, when he saw their faith, he said, friend or man, your sins are forgiven. And the man was healed. The controversy was that uh, those who had him, the religious community, said, look, you, 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 I mean, thought in their hearts, only God heals, only God forgives sins, which was a true statement. 
they were actually, without knowing, saying Jesus is actually God. And that is the reality of what we are saying. Jesus came among us. God came among us in Christ Jesus, and people did not recognize him. He is not only able to save sins, but to heal diseases as well. And so, so far, what have we seen? Jesus healed diseases, he cowed demons, and he forgave sins. This is why I said he addresses himself to the whole person, the body, the soul, and, 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 and the spirit as well. Now, what does it mean to be brokenhearted? Because he came to mend the brokenhearted. Uh, my understanding is that it is to restore those who are in the, the need, who are in need, the kind of needs we have spoken. But what causes this brokenness of heart? I'll give just a few examples and they are all very familiar to, to us. In a situation like we are in, where people have lost their jobs, businesses have closed down, uh, some have been thrown out of their rent, um, and, and there's always this devastating news of people around us who have died and those who have been infected. There's fear, there's worry that may cause people um, to, to suffer um, psychologically. Then there's also what we call failure, and failure can be imagined or it could be real. Again, failure can be devastating and it can also cause um, a psychological problem. And what we call frustration. You've tried your best and it appears that there are roadblocks established, I mean, erected all the way such that you are not able to move. Again, it can cause uh, us to, to suffer internally. What about the question of broken dreams? You go to school and you do well, a new student, and then you go into the professions. I mean, you, you are the sky's the limit, they tell you. With this kind of qualifications, you'll be successful, you'll be rich, and all that and all that. Then something happens. You lose your jobs or something like that happens, and you find yourself out there in the world without any hope. It, it causes problems in people's lives. What about relationships? You are engaged to get married, and then your friend cheats on you. You are betrayed by your very own close friend. You are life partner. You thought, one who thought you is going to be your life partner. This causes also internal pain and, 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 and bleed. And then what about exam failure? You know, everybody else is celebrating uh, with their parents. You know, you are the hero. There is you up on the TVs are taking pictures. But you are not there because you have failed. How do you feel? You are in the same class. You are taught by the same teachers. You read the same books. But this, this one has passed and you have failed. It causes problems. We need to understand these things. Divorce and family breakdowns. What about diseases? When the doctor says you have a terminal disease, when somebody in the family dies, your, your, your parent, your friend, relative. But let me also say that some of the internal wounds are self-inflicted, not just external. 
addiction to drugs and alcohol, addiction to, to sex, another harmful uh, habits. Recently in this country, we have noticed uh, an increase in um, sexual molestation of young girls by their own parents, including by their fathers and relatives and neighbors. What kind of harm these girls suffer, or even boys, we shall never know. But it may live with them forever. It causes people to be broken in the inside. On the outside, they may look okay, but inside, they are really hurting. Jesus is able to go right inside and deal with the wounds from right inside. And so let me say that the condition we have described as broken-heartedness is, 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 is a condition of the soul. It refers to wounds and hearts and griefs inflicted deep down in our very being. Literally speaking, broken, to be broken-hearted is exactly to splinter into pieces, to be broken into pieces. And so, when Christ comes to bind or to heal the broken-hearted, he is like a doctor treating a fracture. He tenderly takes care of the wound and wraps around a bandage and treats it such that it is properly restored. And let me tell you what I've read is that when a bone is broken and repaired, that broken part becomes even stronger than the normal bone, than the rest of the bone. When Christ does a job, it becomes perfect. After all, he is the one who created us. He is the one who wove us in our mother's womb. He knows us, every bit of us. When it goes wrong, he can put it back together, peace by peace until it is normal and right again. My dear friend, my brother and my sister, are you a victim of a broken heart? Have the circumstances of this life left you feeling broken into pieces like pottery? Do not let anyone, my friend, convince you that you are beyond repair. No one is ever beyond repair. Christ is able to restore you. Come to Jesus. Do not delay. We already said that um, uh, with Jesus there is no Humpty Dumpty. No one cannot be helped. For as long as you come to Jesus. So my friend, why don't you pick up those broken pieces and bring them to the Lord. This very hour, this very instant, and he will heal you and make you whole again. You are most welcome. I would like us to pray uh, for the brokenhearted. So if you are one of them, and if you are near one, uh, help them to pray for themselves, to pray because they may not even be able to pray for themselves. And I want us to to borrow the words, the promise of, uh, of Psalms number 34, verses 18 to 22, which says as follows. 
the Lord is near. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Afflictions will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of these, none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Our Lord our God, save us and heal us according to your promise. In the name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen. My friends, be sure to call us or get through to us through the numbers provided there. There's a telephone number as well as an email address. We shall communicate and answer any questions or discuss any other issues that are not clear. That if you want to hear much more about this topic or any other subject, please feel free to uh, contact us. Thank you.